Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 377. We're back from a slight week off break, and there was a ton of shit that happened. Yeah. Some of which we talked about, <laughs> but not as much as I wanted to. Next week is going to be crazy with San Diego Comic Con, yeah, for sure. I feel like there is, I mean, you said there was a lot. I didn't feel like there was a lot, because there's always a lull. People are holding shit until Comic Con. And normally I'd feel there would have been mm-hmm. a bigger lull, but yeah. I saw a lot of things, but they just weren't as big newsworthy right. as some of the stuff that we'd normally talk about. Right. And so, there's still stuff. Yeah. I mean, I went through a ton of comic books that we I... We reviewed a shit ton of books. That's because we had like two weeks worth. I know. Like, I talked about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Invisible Woman, Walking Dead, Deceased, Second Coming. Yeah, I had Batman Universe and uh, Justice League Black Hammer crossover. Charles, looking uh, yeah, around. no, I, I had a, I had a burp, so I was turning my head away from the mic, <laughs> and um, I was hey. like, "Come on, get this out real quick, so I can talk." Uh, <laughs> I reviewed uh, Weapon X with uh, Captain America and Wolverine, and it was a nice little, nice little uh, starter for something fun. Yeah, and then uh, we did kind of a review of Spider-Man, and kind and, of a review of Stranger Things, and kind of a review of some other things that we really didn't. But no. Spider-Man: Far From Home was a good movie. It was, yeah, go see it for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we say that again later too, but so that you can listen to this podcast. Yes, so Why you not? should listen to this <laughs> to understand the title. Drunk on <laughs> Comics podcast episode three hundred and seventy seven. Seventy seven. Yes, three hundred. Three hundred seven. We haven't been drinking. We haven't been drinking. No. Let's do that again. <laughs> but I'm not going to stop recording. Okay. Take two. <laughs> Let's Grab take a cold two. one and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 377. Canaricters. Good on both sides. <laughs> Canaricters. Okay. That's our best title in a long time. <laughs> Back in the studio after a nice week off. Yeah, you had, you looked like you had a good weekend last weekend. Yeah. Well, I didn't do. I feel like I didn't do much. Well, what, I what did you do? Shot some fireworks. Watched some fireworks. Uh, did a little bit of heavy drinking one night out of the four day weekend. <laughs> in which case, I was so glad we weren't recording because I. I don't think I got out of bed until like 4 p.m. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, I was up until like 5 p.m. Yeah. or a.m., so it was it was a fun night. Making life choices there, buddy. Yes. I'm glad I'm glad <laughs> we didn't record because I uh, I had just spent an entire night like getting drunk and just being having fun. Had a water balloon slash Roman candle fight. Nice. Um, I believe crazy. you were giving us a preview of that. You were, That was an expected event you were planning yep. on attending. So wait, if you got hit with Either or, you're out? Like, no, no, no. Work? It's just complete chaos. Okay. There's little spots where we put water balloons around the, the park area, and then you're given some, and there's always, like, run back to the spot where they the Roman candles are, you're, but you're given, like, four or five, <clears throat> and they shoot off, like, let's say, eight or ten. Like, you never really know how many you're sure. going to get. And they're completely inaccurate, so you have to, like, you know, keep on moving it. <laughs> 
Sounds dangerous. Well, it reminds me of it. Uh, on the 4th, we had kind of a going away party for my uncle, and even though this doesn't have to do with comics, you just remind me. We did a water balloon toss, mm-hmm. a.k.a. we were starting a water balloon toss, but it was all so that we could get everyone outside and everyone have water balloons so we could peg my uncle. Oh, my gosh. Because he was leaving. Oh, nice. That was awesome. Oh, but then uh, I power watched through Stranger Things. Yes, that is how I spent my last weekend. And that's part of how my, my sleep schedule got so messed up is on the 4th, well, I stayed up late from the 3rd to the 4th because I knew that's when it was dropping. And I'm... It's 2 in the morning. I'm like, why is this not on Netflix yet? And I'm thinking, all right, it probably doesn't hit until the morning because then if we got it before the West Coast and everything. So I stayed up a little bit longer uh, watching My Hero Academia and then finally went to bed. Well, fast forward another night and I stayed up till like 5, 6 in the morning and then 2. And I'm like, God, man, this show is so amazing, but I need to get some sleep which turned in my sleep schedule a lot later mm. and I just yeah I just watched it like a normal person and watched like three one day and three the next day and then the rest of them on another day <laughs> so where would you rank this season uh I still think the first season is the best one I, I but I do like it better than the second season yes for sure and I can see your argument with that but this had the most perfect song in in all of history when yeah. they were singing the Never Ending oh, Story. Oh, the Never Story. That was just amazing. 80s so that, that, that kind montage. Of, you guys like nostalgia? So... <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? He's go to 11. <laughs> oh my God, when they had the 7-Eleven as well. Like, yeah. Like, oh, my old job. Yeah. There was there was a lot of good callbacks. The whole mall was a perfect A character mall. Yeah. In, the, in, the, yeah. um, in the show, right? Sure. Because even if you look at like a poster for it, an advertisement, the mall is like the biggest thing in the right. in the poster. Yeah, it's so, great. And you, I think I'm kind of amazed. Like you know those drawings and stuff like this Star Wars looking uh, posters for like illustrations. And oh stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So some people are like bigger in it than others. Oh right. And some people are small, and you're like, why are they so small? They're kind of important too. And of course, what's her face? Eleven. Uh, Eleven. L. L. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> she's like, she's really big in it. Well, so it's there's a couple of big things that happen at the end. Spoilers. But obviously, she lost her powers. Yeah, which those are gonna have to come back. I mean, that's they part went dormant. Of the... Part of her, uh, <laughs> part of her um, maturing. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it goes away for a while, but it's gonna come back. <laughs> Professor X came and yeah. blocked it. <laughs> she the Phoenix Force. Next oh my god! Oh my I was god. the whole time I was Sweet watching up. the show. I was like, she's just a way better Jean Grey than Sophie. What's her name is in the oh my god. <laughs> in the movies. Oh, there was, uh, I have to find it again. There was a great, uh, when they were in the hospital and she was hitting the monster all around, there was a good mashup uh, to a hip-hop song that made yeah. me laugh my ass off. There were so many good scenes within the season. The kids felt real. Mm-hmm. Like teenage angst, yes. you know, the love and break. The boys and- trying to figure out how to... I love the I love the scene when they're trying to figure out how to like win their girlfriends back by buying them a present and they just have three dollars and fifty cents <laughs> and they're trying to buy like rings and they even think about going in an underwear store for a second and I'm like, oh god. <laughs> and just all the characters just like that's where I think I feel like I like this they've now grown into those characters where the first season it was great. Yeah. And they were still great actors then. But this just is up the level even more. What did you think about David Harbour's character? What the hell is his character's name again? Uh, 
Fuck. Uh, the Hopper. Cop. Yeah, Hopper. So, I, at first I was taken aback because I knew how muscular he got for Hellboy. Yeah. And it looked like he put on some weight for this. Uh, I didn't even pay attention to that part. No, and I and like for characters <laughs> or actors to get. I'm not body shaming. I'm just saying. <laughs> It was an interesting to go back to what he was because yeah. obviously bulking up. It's hard to explain that in the this TV show. I think he kept his attitude from Hellboy into this one because he seemed kind of like a whiny bitch in this one too, just like Hellboy. I was a little upset. I was like, dude, don't you're gonna piss off your you know your your adopted daughter. But then again, too, some parents are overprotective, yes. and that whole note at the end really kind of. Yeah. It that was heartbreaking. It was. It was. But I don't think he's gone. Well, so this they, week didn't they say the same thing about that girl with the glasses from the first one? Barb. Yeah. Barb. Well no, bring they pretty well everyone like thought bring back Barb, but then they pretty much said, No, she's dead. Like Well they gonna say the thing about Hopper. So Hopper. this week on Instagram, David Harbour was posting numbers, um, a new one each day. And when you put them all together it's a oh phone number. So I'm gonna I'm gonna call it. Right now, right now really? so you can You're listen call- to it. Okay, this is this is. Oh. Are they gonna pick up? I mean, <laughs> Hi, you have reached the residence of Murray Bauman. Mom, if this is you, please hang up and call me between the hours of five and six p.m. as previously discussed. Okay. If this is Joyce, Joyce, thank you for calling. I've been trying to reach you. I, I have an update. It's about, well, it's uh, it's probably best if we speak in person. It's not good or bad, but it's something. <clears throat> if this is anyone but my mother or Joyce, well, you, you think you're real clever getting my number, don't you? Well, here's some breaking news for you. You're not clever. You're not special. You are simply one of the many, many nimwits to call here, and the closest you will ever get to me is this pre-recorded message. So, at the beep... Do me a favor, hang up, and never call here again. You are a parasite. <laughs> Thank you. I and love good this character day. so much. Sorry, this mailbox is full and cannot accept any more recordings. Thank you for using the voicemail system. Goodbye. Should we call back between five and six? Nice. <laughs> 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 so. I'm assuming the news is probably about Hopper, but I just thought that was kind of a cool thing that they did. Well, I, like I said, it when, when they just say the American at the end, yeah. and you're just thinking, well, who? it could be the, we never saw a body of the doctor guy um, that was in charge of the things, um, the season two. Oh, the guy that raised Elle? Yeah. Yeah. And it could be him, but we didn't see Hopper's body either, and in the case of an explosion... Maybe jumping through the portal. I mean, he's already been in the upside down before. Right. So, and maybe he got extracted on the other side. Everyone, like, it's one of those things of, like, it's almost, you have to, that's the only logical thing. And if he's really dead, I like that they take chances to be killing off some major right. people. Right. I don't no think he's safe. dead. I don't think he's dead. Like, Based on that, that little... Thing. I love it when shows do stuff like this or movies do stuff like this too where they give you the show's over everyone's probably seen it but they're still giving you little things here and there and who knows when season 4 is coming 
it's probably a while. I think it's going to be a year and a half later. And the yeah. reason why is because that's what we did with this one. Mm-hmm. And what two holidays were they talking about? At Halloween, the end? Christmas. No. And, or Thanksgiving. Yeah. Getting together. Yeah. So a year and a half from now would be Star Wars Christmas time. special. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Yes. If they watch that in the background. Stranger Things special. That would be so oh, wow. <laughs> amazing. Yes. Uh, yes, it would be. So, anyways. I think that that's where we're going to have to wait that long to get to the yeah. next season. Now, one of the big things is they have the Russians now. And I believe it was 86. I can't remember uh, that Chernobyl happened. Mm. Yeah, it was yeah. in 86. Mm-hmm. What if we find out that Stranger Things had something to do with a real world Ah, disaster. That could be interesting. What if they, oh, it's so trending right now, too. Because yeah. now if we go to Russia to save Yeah, but waiting whoever. a whole year and a half or something like that, even a year for that kind of thing, it's trending right now. It's going to fade away real quick. I don't know. This last season well, it didn't fade away at all. No, the Chernobyl fad. Oh. The Chernobyl fad. I don't know. It's always going to be there. No, no, no. Well, like, within the last six months to a year, like Chernobyl, Chernobyl, um... On YouTube, on uh, HBO, all these different networks and stuff, they all popped up with their own yeah. little show about it. It's like they all got together and was like, Chernobyl? <laughs> Chernobyl? They're doing the same thing with the Romanovs. I think, collectively, we're just obsessed with Russia right now. I wonder why. <laughs> there's, there's some big hints of that within Stranger Things, too. Yeah. I didn't uh, realize, though, who the, the mayor was. Oh, Carrie Ellis. El, El, how are you saying his last name? Yules Ellis Elwes. Uh, no, the, you didn't. The, I, the minute like, I saw him, I, I was saw, like, "Oh my god!" I saw him, but in the back of my head, I was like, I, "He reminds me of someone." But they did a good job. Uh, like I said, acting was superb. I was super happy to see him because the last time I saw him, he had gained a bunch of weight for something, and I can't remember what it was. But he just didn't look right. I miss my my princess bride guy. I love that movie. So another... Since we're get talking used about, to disappointment. I know. <laughs> talking about real world Already things. <laughs> before we get into some comic book reviews, uh, I just want to bring up uh, this fact that... Have you heard about Stormy in Area 51? Uh, yeah. yeah that mean, was, it's, uh, it's all the rage right now. Yeah. 400,000 people? People have, I think, 500,000 now have signed up for the Facebook event. Oh, when's that going to be then? Uh, I believe it is uh, September... 20th is what I recall seeing. Did and you, did you read like the like the about the um different people and their jobs to do things like some people are runners or something like that and some people are like um pushers like they they push I really wish we could just organize better things this way. Like this just proves that as a collective <laughs> we can organize an event. But I just wish that they would do it for, you know. But you thought we were going to get fucking killed. It's good purpose instead of... Someone's going to die. It's just going to be like the first person to come up with this idea is going to get prosecuted. And, well, of course, other people are going to get in trouble. <laughs> but we're going to find out there's a person behind this. Oh, well, I mean... One single person is going to get blamed for this. Adolf. I mean, the whole thing, like, there's the memes that have come from this, though, have been simply amazing. Everything from what we'll find there to... Some, you know, men in black, people being like, I finally get to use this, like a, you know, alien gun, to aliens trying to sneak out, to E.T. saying hi to everyone. This has just become an internet trove of just hilariousness. But most people are saying, do you really think that you'll be able to storm the gates and get through? Now, granted, 
having overwhelming people. that many. If they all showed up, yeah, I don't if know half how. Of them showed up. That's a lot of people. Yeah. And I like to call this uh, the Battle of Winterfell tactic because all these people probably saw Game of Thrones and thought if a bunch of walkers can overthrow a well-defended castle with dragons, then a bunch of humans can overthrow a base without dragons. How many bullets do you think the Logic seems has? to head up how stupid both of those scenarios are, yet one succeeded, so here we are. Yes, I'm sure all these people are using the fictional account of Game of Thrones to uh, plan real-life scenarios. <laughs> also, they already gave the government heads up to like move all the alien bodies, anyways. So I think my favorite oh one my that gosh. I saw was, all this heads up is stupid. Yeah, I the my favorite one that I saw was like this time traveler had come from the future, and the person in the present was like, "We're gonna go storm Area Fifty One today," and the time traveler's like, "Oh, the Area Fifty One massacres today." <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. See, that's another good one. <laughs> Awesome. I can't wait till till that day though. I kind of want it to happen, but I'm also like, I don't fucking. I really think it's gonna be a big dead. So well, I saw stupid. I saw a meme of so guys, don't forget though. After you know the first one eventually fails, we'll always have the second wave when the Instagrammers come out and try to take pictures of everything too <laughs> the next weekend. So mm-hmm. we'll instantly have two two times of attack. Yeah, <clears throat> it's fun to think about. Uh, like the mysteries there, and um, if enough people like push through, how could they kill somebody based on secrets? But people aren't willing to die for secrets either. No, I mean like us, like yeah. normal people. You really want to die for secrets for sure, <laughs> yeah. but not not like your normal everyday guys. Like, oh, I'm just gonna go die. For... Wait, what cause was this for? For maybe a secret. So, m- like, yeah, the possibility yeah. of not the guarantee. Right. And if you think about it, I mean, it's pretty far. It's far fetched. Yeah. For there to be a secret that worth dying for, they, he'll never know. This, he'll never happen? know the secret. Is these since these he, people she, are willing sorry. to die for this, the military is just going to show up and be like, "Well, if you want to come die for something, <laughs> let's do this." How many? It's really how many just a recruitment there? thing yeah. that the military's. We'll let on. you into this base if you sign this four-year contract. <laughs> how big do you think my magazine is? <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, um, comic books. Yes, Charles, let's have you start. Okay, so I read Weapon Plus with, uh, it's got uh, Captain America and Wolverine in it. And it suggests that Captain America and Wolverine were all put together by the same company. Uh, the same, the, sorry, the same, um, you know, dark association. Society, whatever. Um, it was pretty fun to think that uh, teamed up were these two old guys. And at some point, Wolverine was like, I'm like, I'm a bit older than you, son. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, uh, he, Wolverine just like ends up coming in from the ground while Captain America's like reminiscing about like the reason he does things and how New York is the strangest place even though he's been to all these other planets. Wolverine just shows up in this like weird spaceship looking thing that I didn't understand and as soon as he shows up there's this hologram dude talking about telling the whole story like a narrator except for it's all just a bunch of BS at first. It doesn't make any sense and then eventually through the story the guy keeps on talking the the hologram who's a apparently dead. I didn't catch who it was. I'm trying to like get through this thing as quickly as possible because it's it's pretty interesting and I want to get to the end as quickly as, as I can. You gotta savor comics, Charles. You gotta take in every single line that is drawn. Oh, it's Phantom X. Oh, okay. Thank <laughs> oh, you. You're not gonna know who the fuck that is. That's a hard yeah. character to explain. Yeah. But, but I think the favorite. hit would suggest that he was also made by the same... Oh, yeah. He, well, yeah. It's That's been... Pretty much canon. And you, you know, know what? Weapon. Just like Loki, I don't believe he's dead. <laughs> um, 
So it talks about uh, the the facility in which they go to this place, like looking for the truth and trying to find out um, what this society is or whatever this uh, this group. Um, and they run into a made evil uh, Captain America. Like um, he's so creepy looking. The the way that he's standing, he's standing like a creature, and he he speaks in like more uh, simple sentences, like a little bit. Like he's like which, a bizarro Captain America. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but he's like, as soon as he shows, as soon as he shows up, there's all these just dead bodies all around. He's killed all of these people because he's been told to do this by what is, he says is God. And it turns out this is guy in the other room just watching the whole thing through a monitor, uh, telling him what to do through like an earphone probably, or some kind of implant in his brain. Right. And then, uh, because Captain America and Wolverine showed up and there's all this evidence, um, maybe there's a bomb inside of Captain or the evil Captain America. Or something like that, or they just already have plants of C4 or something. He's like, well, we're just going to blow this up. Do you feel comfortable with dying for for a good cause, Captain, evil Captain America? And then uh, the evil Captain America is like talking to himself. He's like, okay, God, sounds good. <laughs> he sits down. <laughs> and then uh, Wolverine, for some reason, um, senses that the place is going to explode. And then they hightail it out of there. But that was kind of it. Yeah. Which leaves me with lots of questions, but like also left me with this creepy Captain America... That you possibly will. He also had the healing factor. That oh, Wolverine he's like had. a Deadpool sort of character almost. Oh, they refer, I think they referred to him or the idea was Weapon XXX. And I was like, that's not. No, you should have never done that. <laughs> weapon XXX? No. Right? I mean, that does make him Deadpool, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm left with this like, he could come back if he's got the healing. Um, the healing of oh, for sure. Wolverine. Just like Wolverine can come back from most things. Oh, yeah. He's been beaten to a pulp and healed from that. What I was kind of... I felt, They also mentioned Frankenstein, Dr. Frankenstein. Um, and when, The doctor who created Frankenstein? Or Frankenstein's monster? Well, Dr. Monster. Frankenstein. They, well, they, they did it right. Dr. Frankenstein. Right? Okay. It's Frankenstein's monster and not... You, you get the idea, yeah. right? Well, this, this uh, evil Captain America, some of his suit, which is based on regular Captain America, it's darker like a little bit. And you can see little sewn-up lines and stuff in, in the boot and in the in the helmet and in the shirts. And it's like, it's a straight-up, what do you call it, reference straight to Frankenstein's monster. Which is weird. Why would they just sew up parts of... <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but I guess they're trying to create a character. That's how you do it. You you add Game details. Style, and flair. You want to look at him and know that he is this. Right. So that makes a lot of sense. Flair. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a little button that says, I'm not a regular cap. <laughs> Well, that's basically... It was a lot of fun to see the two of them sort of do stuff together. Um, the dialogue back and forth wasn't that interesting. I, I kind of... I'm not sick of Wolverine, the way he talks. Like, the whole bub thing all the time. Yeah. And ain't and all that, you know? I get it. It's him. And Captain America is kind of dull in... But that's that's him, too, yeah, you know? Is, so I wasn't, like, more. too disappointed. That's how they talk. I just wish they was more like a buddy team of old guys working together. Like a grumpy old man, sort of. Yeah. Because they're old. That is kind of what they are. They're so. both like, I feel like they're both the grumpiest people on their teams. But anyways, yeah. this is number one of Weapon Plus, and I'm excited for more, for sure. Uh, I want to see any other new thing that they add to this. Like, it'd be just fun. Yeah. The the um, evil Captain America was just fun and creepy. It sounds like an interesting character that I hope they explore, because if they do make him like a Bizarro Captain America, like, Bizarro's a great villain, in quotes, because he's not a villain, but he is a villain. I don't know. He's a, well, he's a he's enigma. 
wrapped in a mystery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that'd be interesting. He's a misdirected villain. Yeah, that's what's not direction. Like this he's guy. a villain. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And this guy is actually being told what to do, which is weird. I wonder what's going on in this panel. With oh the, yeah, thank you, thank you. At the, the end giant of it, I forgot about this. Coming out of so the vat. Another yeah, the next weapon thing that they created is a much larger creature-looking thing, right? In a <laughs> huge orange, like uh, Shamu swimming pool. <laughs> Shamu from uh, from Sea World. Sea World, thank you. I mean, if you don't know Shamu, I mean, like, do they even have Shamu anymore? <laughs> No. Is it the thing you guys remember Shamu? <laughs> Pretty sure Shamu's Okay, dead. anyways. Like a killer whale uh, swimming pool. Or one of those really deep diving ones. Free Willy. Free Willy. No, no. People won't get this. Get that reference either. If you're not from the 80s or the 90s, you won't get this. I mean, there's hopefully there's no children listening to this podcast. Yeah, fuck yeah. Don't so even So I would hope that our actual audience knows who Free Willy is. <laughs> They're so all So there's this hand like reaching out of the pool or the, um, what do you call it? That. The chemicals. Yeah. And it's a really creepy, huge hand. So, I was thinking maybe it's just from Wolverine's past. Yeah, I don't know. Some kind of larger Wolverine's past creature. Yeah, it'll be interesting because it doesn't, like, nothing they, jumps to my mind. On they tackled Captain America, but there's lots for Wolverine. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's going to be personal, too. Sure. Captain America, not so much personal stuff. Right, because he has a big chunk of his life missing. So, most of the people that he could take personally are dead, dead. now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's still alive. All right, uh, one of the books that I read, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number 95. Just kind of want to give a brief uh, shout-out to it. It's uh, part three of The City at War. There's so much that is going on in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that I can't even explain and get into, but the key thing within this particular uh, issue was the new forming of the first female turtle within oh, this comic book series. Lady Turtle. Yes, and this comes from uh, one of Master Splinter's uh, Ch- Chunin. I, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Pretty much his right-hand uh, ninja uh, within the Foot Clan, because Master Shredder is running that now. And uh, Master Shredder or Splinter? Or Splinter, sorry. Okay. Uh, did I say Shredder? You did. Okay. So I got confused for a hot second. Yes. I'm better uh, now. That's my bad. At least you didn't say Sharder or something like Shudder. <laughs> like, <laughs> Master Sharder. He's <laughs> oh. <laughs> well practiced. This is like a mad magazine take on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ultimately, what happened in the last issue is uh, this woman, Jenica, had pretty much been beaten to a bloody pulp, and they're trying to save her and rescue her. They've already used mutagen multiple times within this uh, series uh, to effects of creating new mutants or uh, April O'Neil used some to heal her dad, uh, kind of as a magical elixir to do multiple things. And while it started working, there's a fight and it pretty much got destroyed in there. So we're better placed to get mutagen than from turtles. And when given blood started to transform oh. her into a pretty much a turtle and since she's already a ninja she is yeah. a ninja turtle and the first thing that people think about uh, the turtle's gonna have a girlfriend but I don't think she's really a teenager uh, cre- a, a creature specific like appropriate girlfriend oh yeah right well here's the thing though that's weird she's polyamorous and what I'm interesting right? about this is that Casey hopefully <laughs> Casey Jones was kind of dating her going after because him and april broke up so he also was not in this room he was going to secure like them to break out of here so he doesn't even know that this just happened sure 
That's going to be an interesting, interesting thing. But the way the story's gone so far, it's... Are there turtle boobs? Can you, can you bring it back no. up? Well, what? Who said that? <laughs> is this is Kevin Eastman still working on Turtles, right? Yes, yeah. he doesn't uh, necessarily write. He's, you know, creator at large. Master that kind architect. of yeah, still writes some uh, of the issues, but not all of them. Um, it's it's just great. Uh, the other one that I want to briefly mention is Invisible Woman. This was anything Fantastic Four. I got to pick up. I guess I could also say to Fantastic Four: The Prodigal Son, uh, which uh, is going to be continued in the Silver Surfer. It's going to be another one of those multi-different titles uh, stories that go, that they've been doing a couple times. That was great in of itself. But Invisible Woman number one, a it's great to finally have Sue Storm have her her very the very first Invisible Woman solo book. The very first. So this being like number one, is there any kind of origin explanation, or is there like a? Well, we know recap. Who she like. Yeah, I know that, but like it being. No, it it just. Oh, that's picks pretty. Up. It looks nice. So that's it, the biggest thing about this. The story is great, which I'll get into a bit. But the art. It looks just nice and smooth and clean. It and is just. It's beyond so beautiful on purpose and oh nice. Everything about it, uh, you know. To making, Sharp. you know, stealing yeah. these things, turn them invisible, uh, what she's trying to do. What I liked was in this first uh, page that I did show you, she's just walking around. Yeah, it looks pretty. She's a frisbee heading towards these people and then kind of just makes a little invisible shield to not, you know, hit them in the head with the frisbee. And they'll never know so, that's a yeah. real superhero right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, like I said, besides the art, the story then is where I always enjoy comics the most. And, but I, I can't. Just even the scene, man, with the the way that the sun is coming from the yeah. trees. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is uh, just the sun fucking... going through the trees. You can see the uh, the silhouette right. of the um or just the shadow of the yeah. Yeah, leaves. and then the sunlight uh, looks, coming like through. Good, and just... Somebody studied, you know, or they just. Uh, Here's the thing about this book too. From real life, there was no title page. I had to no, look up I online. Had, I had to flip through it like it's invisible. Twenty times. It's a, the, the title page is invisible. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well it's written by Mark Wade oh, and <laughs> art by Matea De Alice. Matea De Alice. Matea De Alice. Hopefully that's how we pronounce it. Like I said, we're never good at pronouncing. No, we I we actually. If you know better, please. We, uh, you know, we tried to do some <laughs> research so we wouldn't completely totally murder it because I would not have pronounced it like that. It would have been way different. So hopefully that's. Close. So what I love the most is that it starts off with, you know, girl with black hair. Russia or somewhere and I'm like alright that's that's Sue with a wig she's on an undercover mission and sure enough she is and we get the timeline by her talking to uh, her partner on this mission about how she's engaged so we know where in the timeline of this is before having kids before being married this is something that she kind of did working for S.H.I.E.L.D. with original Nick Fury Ooh. as well because mm. we now have Samuel L. Jackson Nick Fury who also shows up in here because if readers don't know, they've retconned him, even though he came from the Ultimate Universe. And I'm not sure how his origin started there, but Nick Fury was his dad. So, as he initially then uh, re-sees Sue okay. later in life, starts talking about how... And now that know, OG Nick Fury is like the Watcher on the moon. Yeah. So he's like, I know that you and my dad had a different relationship than we have, but you know, if you want to go... Ultimately, it comes down to then present day... Sue Storms, Fantastic Four, 
all that good stuff has happened and she's trying to go rescue her old friend. You know, even though the guy in one scene was like, we should go date. And she's like, I have a boyfriend or whatever. You can see, though, that they were close. And Plus, he's... this is a wig, bitch. <laughs> Do you think it's a wig or can she change the color of her? No, no it was a wig. Come on. She could make it invisible, maybe. Well, but what if she could just... Okay, so making something invisible means you turn I mean, off the reflectivity. Yeah, I was going to say, or... I mean, that is true. I so guess you could... You change... I don't know. Just a thought. You know, keep going. Ne- I don't think they've ever played with that aspect of her powers. <laughs> no, they haven't. The illusionary aspect. And so she's now on a mission to try to find... Even though she was told she can't... And that's what I also loved about the dialogue within here. The um, Her nickname was Stormy. And... Oh. That's all that this guy who got kidnapped said was, oh. you know, Stormy. And so whoever was here. in charge of the CIA here, uh, <laughs> she's like, I'm going to go find him. You know, I'll do this. And the guy goes, nope, you are not. She's like, I'm a superhero. He goes, yes, and we're not going to cause an in- international incident. You're not doing this. I just called you in here to see if you would be able to make sense of what that means, if that would help find, you know, who kidnapped this person. He sounds like a bad guy. No, he's just in charge of the CIA and wants to do this covert. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, you have a person that's fucking invisible. Super covert. No. The covertist. And that's where she kind of goes she can uh, the covert. behind his back to go and do this. No, people no, right in front always, of his face. You know what I'm saying? People always <laughs> underestimate poor Sue. Stormy, you know, that if is you will, the, if you're friends with her. That is, yes, the yeah. key to... And they've kind of amped her up a lot more within the finish. I just... I, I have a soft spot for her because she was... Uh, I'm going to say the wrong word, so I don't want to say it. Oh, here comes. Uh, she was put towards the back burner within the original ones. Like what she word was were just going to use. I'll tell you. If put you on the back relegated. Burner. Relegated. No, that's good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Hey, you got one. You did. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so when you think it's going to be wrong, you should probably go for it. You and should when go you're for sure it. about it. You should avoid it. Because if you're embarrassed by it, man, you're going to remember that. <laughs> So, uh, 100% pick that up. The story's great, but god damn, Scarlet, that art. Uh, yeah, that art. The Black Widow, right? Black Widow at the yeah, end, yeah. Yeah, yeah, So that'll be an interesting... It'd be, that would be an interesting combination to read. Sue Storm and Black Widow together. Uh, third book I want to quick mention is Deceased Number 3. This is just amazing. For know. most people to understand, it's Marvel Zombies, but in the DC world. It obviously is an Elseworlds area yeah. because there's just death and its main death one of the big scenes was alfred who found robin and batman because if you remember he killed them in the last mm-hmm. it was the last issue he he had to murder them both yeah and then he got into the um bat plane and just started like mowing down people and killing them still have superman who's going around the world kicking ass and I don't even want to spoil it, but at the end, he, he goes home. He kept saying he had to go home. I thought he was going to the uh, Fortress of Solitude. Fortress of Solitude. Uh-huh. No, he's going back to the farm, and that's all I'm going to mm. say about that sad scene. Oh, in no. Holy shit. Back to the farm. Oh. It's a hell of a roller coaster, and I'm loving it. There is some great stuff with Atlantis, too, and it's just a well... I, I like where this is going, and that it's not a limited series, so it, who knows how long it could go. Right. Um, Do you think he goes back to the farm and he has to, like, old yeller super dog? Kryptonite <laughs> 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 um, gun. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of hope so. Uh, I got two more, but we can talk about those in a bit. Um, I read Black Hammer, the Black Hammer Justice League crossover, Hammer of Justice. So, I, 
What's Black Hammer? Black Hammer is a Jeff Lemire book that is superhero based and he has built like this whole superhero world and he's done offshoots of it and stuff like that. But the core story is that this group of superheroes are fighting this villain called the anti God who very much looks like uh, Satan. Dark side. Oh. <laughs> and um and they defeat him, but then something happens, and it, they call it the cataclysm. And when they w- wake up, they're on this farm. So there's six or I think there's seven of them total that wake up on this farm in the middle of nowhere. They don't know where they're at. There's this town that's they can go into, but they can't go any further than that. So it's almost like it's a like a cell for, for them. Or was it, uh, yeah. Okay. Like a big. <laughs> Biodome. <laughs> yes. Like a dome that kind of, but like... Like, it, like in The Simpsons when that big dome came onto the town to keep them from leaving, right. right? Kind of, except you can't, like, the... I don't think, and it's been a while since I read it, but I don't think the people in the town are real, or they are. I can't remember. Like I said, it's been a long time, but there, there's this whole thing between the interaction between them and the people in the town where they can't show that they're superheroes and... The people in the town are very... It's like a small-town America town. Everybody and knows These everybody. people had come from, like, a big city, and they oh. were superheroes and stuff uh. like that. So it's there's that dynamic, plus them trying to adjust being in this small town where there's no crime or nothing bad ever happens or stuck? anything like that. And they're stuck. They can't go anywhere. So, and one of the most interesting characters is Golden Gale, who is a little bit like the Shazam character, but instead of turning from a child to an adult when she yells her word, she turn, turns from an adult into a child. So in Black Hammer, she had been retired, and she was like in her 60s, and ev- everyone was dying when this anti-god attacked. So she came out of retirement to help, and she was in her Golden Gale child form when they got shot over to this farm, mm-hmm. and she's stuck in the body of a 10-year-old. Because you can't just... Right, because they're, they're not on their world, so she can't yell the word and change back because they're Shazam. not... Shazam! It's, it's like Farham or something like that. <laughs> so <laughs> if, her, if her superpower is to be this young, okay, it, isn't it... Uh, with powers. With powers. Yeah. So she's like literally stuck in that... It would be forever if she was stuck in that forever? Yeah. She would... Basically, she's immortal. Right. As a 10-year-old. As, a, as like a... a ten, yeah, so she's yeah. like this woman, 60-year-old woman who, you know has gotten used to living as an adult stuck in this body of a 10-year-old who has to act like a 10-year-old. Well, I hope there's no registered uh, <laughs> sex offenders around town. Well, one of the lines from this is like, were you in town hit, trying to pick up the farmers again? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and she smokes and she drinks and all oh this my stuff. Gosh. And she's like, I'm 60 years old. Already, already, uh, it's probably a problem having these images in a book yeah. for people to read. And technically, um, comics were originally, you know, for kids, kind of, right? Right. And sold to kids and catered to kids, and they, um, they had uh, um, censors mm-hmm. based on this. Kids are going to read this. And yeah. nowadays, these are for adults. And oh, yeah. I'll bet you it's really difficult to make that pass. This little kid drinking and smoking. Oh, sure. Just the image of it. Sure. And it was, so this is a duh, dark horse comic. Yeah. So they can get away with a little bit more um but in this version though so they start with the black hammer crew at the farm doing their normal stuff that they do on the farm and all that stuff and then this dude shows up and says he wants to buy the farm some stranger and they're not used to like a euphemism they're they're you know he wants to buy the farm farm. (laughs) (laughs) and they're not used to meeting people they don't know because they've been here for 10 years Mm -hmm. and they know everybody in the town and no new people ever come in because again this is like 
a made up world that they've been stuck in. Mm -hmm. That's like a jail, almost like a jail cell for them. And then you switch over to the Justice League and they're in the middle of a battle with Starro as they start most Justice League stories. I feel like Starro is always the very first villain they try and go yeah. against. Yeah. Hey guys, it's me. <laughs> We're at the beginning right now. <laughs> <laughs> so they're fighting um, and then the same dude from the Black Hammer story shows up there in the middle of the fight and is like, you guys need a vacation. And he calls himself the travel agent and they have this really cool like split split screen split 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 panel thing where he's in the middle and both at the same time where he's talking to black hammer crew and the justice league and he's telling them you guys want to get out of here so let me buy the farm you guys need a vacation and then the next panel is justice league waking up on the farm mm. and it's been 10 years and they go through the exact same scenario that they started the black hammer with thing with so everything that happened in the first couple pages of the black hammer story they're replaying out again as the justice league and then they show the black hammer people it's just gonna popping out. into the this middle of the star battle one big simulation on a computer just like we are living in yeah. a simulation. <laughs> yeah. It's not, he's not a character, the, the travel agent, as he calls himself, not a character I've seen before, but part of me was like, is this like Batmite or Mizzleplizix or one of those alternate reality bending people? Or he could just be a completely new character. But I think, I think it's going to be more interesting to see the Justice League try and deal with this reality they've been put into where it's super boring. Clark Kent is already like, hey, I'm home. But everyone else is like, this sucks. <laughs> We're in the middle of nowhere on a farm. So I think it'll be fun. And uh, it's interesting to me that Jeff Lemire even optioned this story because this book was, Black Hammer was supposed to come out in 2007. A bunch of stuff happened. And then he couldn't release it for like four years because he had an agreement with DC where he couldn't compete. So he had to hold on to that story for like four years before he could publish it because of DC. And now he's doing a crossover mm -hmm. with DC. So I thought that was kind of interesting. That's pretty cool. But it was a good book. I liked it. Uh, I also read Batman Universe. I'm not going to review it fully. Was it good though? I didn't know about it and I was like interested in like, how is this Batman, everyone Batman? They keep, they keep um, talking about how this is going to be like DC's uh, Spider-Verse. And from what I can tell in this first issue, like, there was nothing multiverse about it. I mean, we already had it Metal, was, which felt like yeah, Batman-verse. It was very Riddler-based. It seemed like a normal Batman story to me, so I don't know what they're going to do after this to make it like the Spider-Verse, but I was not completely sold on it as that yet. So. Alrighty, then. Where to begin? I mean... I guess we're at the end, so we can start at the end, or we start at the beginning, or holy shit, no one saw this coming. The Walking Dead is no more. I kind of love how they did it. I especially love how they did it, but before we get to that, let's say how what just happened last month when I reviewed number 192. Rick was shot, Rick was dead, there were leaving to go funeral procession and I was just wondering where what was going to happen next they already had within the solicitations for the next couple issues one uh, front cover said you know new sheriff in town 
then what looked like Carl getting beat or with a sword through his chest and then there was one of like a gravestone which you later find out when Kirkman was kind of doing that to pull the wool over everyone's eyes that was supposed to be kind of looking like it was Carl's death actually they right. thought it was kind of funny to on these fake covers show that but I the, the book has been great because it has been what the first couple seasons of Game of Thrones was where no one is safe mm-hmm. however in this book no one still was safe granted towards the later years it seemed like you know there was some plot armor but one of the big plot armors which was stated within the first uh, initial couple things was this is the story of Rick and Carl right and that's what I had thought until Kirkman lied to us after Rick was shot and said I never said anyone was safe and we'll see where this goes from now but it's a big status quo change so now had many people speculating what could happen this really did shake things up and Wow, issue number 200 is going to be amazing. <laughs> and then we get 193, but the day before, because comic books drop on every Wednesday, so the day before he put out a release to everyone to let everyone know, hey, this is actually a final issue. Holy shit, are you serious? And just in the way that, um, in the back of this book, he really goes more into his reasoning behind it, and what he wanted to to do. Uh, Originally, he had an ending, after I think it was issue 72, uh, he didn't think this was going to go this long. Mm. And that was his original ending, was to have Rick kind of give his speech after All Out War, and then show it turn into a statue, and then when you zoom back, you kind of see there's vines overgrowing it, and so you know that civilization got to a place where they built a statue of this man, but then you see just a walker walking around in front of it, and like buildings are destroyed, as if it's the walkers are eventually going to win in the end. Mm-hmm. We'll never know that full story, but that was how he was going to end it. Kind of bleak. This is a great departure from that, where we actually get some happy endings, and not every you know story that is dire like this is needs to then just end in catastrophe i like the way that this ended but more so how it started with a zombie walking and this was titled the farmhouse and this person who kills it with michonne's sword who has an eye patch but is definitely older and has a beard Mm -hmm. this is a huge fucking time jump i want to say almost a 20-ish year time jump they don't really necessarily establish... Uh, I mean, I guess I could decipher a little bit more. But you find out that Carl is now living on a farm. Uh, he's with uh, Sophia, and they have a daughter, Andrea. And he killed this zombie that got on the farm. It. I loved everything about this, even kind of some social commentary on where they are in the world property means everything to them and that is one of the biggest laws of the land however this zombie was somebody's property because now that they have a pretty much safe zones all around most people don't know about zombies Mm. so you have this uh sideshow going around for people to see zombies but one accidentally escaped 
And of course, Carl. Carl knows zombies. Yeah. And he's like, these things shouldn't be in, you know, the free zone. What the hell? So he gets brought to justice to then have to pay for someone else's property. He's like, this is stupid. And they're like, we're not going to make you pay it. Just go capture another one. And he's like, is this, are you serious? So what's he do before that? He's about to go, he's a, um, not a traitor. He's going to the different communities, dropping off things. It was a great way to tie in the story of seeing most of the main characters for whether it's just a brief panel of right. him dropping off a, a gift here or there um, or whatever they needed. But before he does that, he kills all the rest of the zombies because he's like, fuck that. Yeah. And you get this, like I said, this whole uh, story of him going around, uh, dropping stuff off. And one of the, not heartbreaking, but really is kind of emotional is uh, he's with uh, his partner and they... He's dropping off some stuff, and she goes, do you think he's still alive? He's going, he's got to be. He's taking, you know, all the other stuff that we drop off here disappears, and he's knocking on the door, and no one answers, so they walk away, and then you see this little tombstone that says Lucille. Mm. So obviously, he's still taking care of Negan. Yeah. And, you know, as Kirkman always said, Negan's never coming back. He kind of had his ending, and as sad as it is, the whole book ending... It was great to have that small moment. Yeah. But this all pretty much comes into uh, the you know climax of it when, after he got back to town, killing all those uh, extra zombies, you come to find out that he's got to go ahead of the Supreme Court. Supreme Court being Judge Hawthorne, a.k.a. Michonne. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, how is this really going to be handled? She can't, you know, come down on Carl at all. And sure enough, she doesn't. Right. It, she makes she then makes a law of the land of no one property or not. And she kind of goes into saying how that's one of the biggest things of this new world. No one should own a zombie. That's stupid. That's not what Rick died for. That would just be a shame in his memory. And... It, it made sense, just how the rain was. There wasn't too much action within this one, but that's kind of how this storybook has always been. The mm-hmm. action has been great, but it's about the characters and the right. character development. And just seeing Carl wanting to, like, saying, this is blasphemy, because it pretty much is, it's hard, to, it's hard to say when you, you know, finally end something that's been going for 16 years. How so can you... Crazy. How can you wrap this up in a meaningful way? And while we got to say goodbye to some characters, we've seen some characters develop as, you know, dicks here and there or whatever they go, it ends with Carl reading a story to his daughter. And, you know, the story you know, you know, of that's, The Walking Dead. Yeah. <laughs> well, he opens know, up the first comic, he's like, here we go, honey. <laughs> you know, that's about your grandfather. And she's like, I know, Dad. But oh, really? We tell, we tell, you tell me that every time, but read it again. Like, one of her favorite stories and it just ends with him and his daughter on a walking or uh, rocking chair Aww. you know and that's that's nice yeah. happy ending they are 19th century pre-automobile world they have yeah. the train system running so it's and then we get kind of the couple pages from kirkman explaining <laughs> what as he i did. already previously said of where he wanted do? to yeah. To end it, and when they found out that that just no, 
then they came up with the new ending and how they wanted it to end with right. with Carl and his daughter and how to get there. And these last couple, they've been teasing about issue 200. They've been teasing about many things. But as he said, why we're not going to fluff it up. We're not, we could have easily put in a couple more issues about things, but he goes, when I start doing that, I realize why though. Right. That doesn't get us anywhere close to the point. Some of the all out war, some of the whispers that all brought us to a point where we are at. And finally he's just like, and it should end with Rick's death. And then we get to the epilogue. Yeah. Which is pretty much this whole comic, which is about 80 pages worth of really? material. It was a big, long comic. I love the way he they did it because, I mean, they they a lot of times they manage their print run based on the orders, right? And if everyone had known that this was going to be the last one, it would have had a huge print run. But because nobody knew that this was going to be the last one, it's actually truly like a limited run series. So it will have some value. Like he purposefully gave this comic book some value, which I thought was super cool. Well, not only that, but as he explained, and sorry, hate bringing up Game of Thrones all the time, but he flat out <laughs> oh mentioned it. Oh, my God. He mentions it. He can't you know let what? it go. No, no, I'm not even saying. <laughs> I'm out. Kirkman said how he he, he hates when, you know, series, you know, you know that it's six issues, so you know by the fifth or sixth right. issue things are going to wrap up. Or... In TV shows or movies, when you're watching something and you don't know how many minutes or whatever, which typically Game of Thrones, they weren't always just an hour right. episode. They could be longer or shorter. You didn't know when it was going to end. That's kind of what he was getting out of. Not knowing right. makes it a lot easier. Had it been announced that this would have been then, as you said, not just with the print run, I was already speculating what could have happened right. and what should have happened. and where I think in this world it will go and that's why I love reading is to be surprised myself even though you can't help but self-speculate sure. what it could be that's just genius that's yeah. just amazing and that how they could keep that secret obviously publisher had to know Image mm -hmm. had to know his artist knew but it had to have been a select few people right. even to put those fake solicitations into Diamond mm -hmm. to really make people think this isn't the end right and to just kind of go off on a nice round number like 193 <laughs> and it's Who, so I mean, random why would you not want to reach that 200 but as i say that i love what they did because you would expect something big then right not in well now you can also that you can like store that in your nerd knowledge base when people are like what's what issue did walking dead and on and most people are gonna be like it was like 200 right and you can be like no 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 it was 193 i remember because i was heartbroken and excited at and the I same time three maybe four, i mean seven more right seven more and well, there were none it's also really crazy that this got that went off when it's also still at an all-time high of in the comic book world right. like this sells oh, yeah. i think it was what number out of the top, it's 27th place of May uh, issues, I think, out of, well, I don't yeah. know, 100 comic books that's, in May. That's artistry, though, right? That's not that's not writing a book just because you, you want to remain relevant and popular. That's writing a book until its logical end and you're done with the story, mm -hmm. as it should be written. I have so much more respect for Robert Kirkman just yeah. because of this. Okay. That also loving the, the book. Right. But, so yeah, there's that. 
It was a surprise. Uh, so interesting, though. It's, I haven't... Not something that happens in the comic book world where it's an unexpected ending unless it's literally like, oh, this book got canceled because it sucked. And it's interesting <laughs> where then the show will go and how much longer the show yeah. will go because that's, that's also treading on repeating the same thing. Mm-hmm. How many more communities can you find that all of a sudden they're dicks and then you got to go to war right. and then zombies get in and fuck things up. and Yeah. Yeah, it sounds terrible. But we do have... The new Walking Dead series coming out that takes place in Asia, that's not done by Kirkman, it's done by a different team, but that could be also very interesting, so. Lots of swords and yeah. Ronin warriors. Sure. I think oh, wait, cool. where did you say it was going to be? It's uh, in Asia. I think it's oh, in China, Japan okay. maybe. I can't remember specifically because it was a couple weeks ago that we talked about it, but it would definitely be an interesting take, and because of the, the, the culture being different, it would be really interesting to see how it's even handled. You know, from that point of view. Uh, in crappy news, did you guys hear about uh, Disney denying the father to have Spider-Man on the gravestone? Oh, yeah. A bunch of dicks. In in some part I'd of do me, it anyway. What are they going to do? I'd Tear exactly. the kid's gravestone down? What a dick move. So, you know, the <laughs> child who uh, loved Spider-Man and... They thought to honor him to have Spider-Man on the gravestone. And the local town said you need to, you know, trademarks, ask permission. So that's why they Fact. Uh, mm. had to go through. So everything that, that is with this is true and legal mm-hmm. in the sense of Disney's just protecting, you know, their image. But at the same point, they're also tarnishing a bit. We don't want Spider-Man associated with a dead kid. Well, no, that's not... <laughs> That's not necessarily what... The, it would be great news for them if that worked out for them, but yeah. really, they can't handle or they don't want to have to deal with these people who make gravestones trying to reach out to them every time they want to put a new character or something on there. Right. Or doing it themselves and then having to go around looking for gravestones or finding out that there's this guy that they need to put a cease and desist order on. Just get ahead of it. Yeah. Right? Instead of walking around telling them, no, that gravestone, sorry, but... You gotta take it down. Well, I feel yeah. like it, uh, this is ahead of time. Also, not, like, it's not after effects. It's not. It's not a big deal. It's not tarnished. Like having Spider-Man on a gravestone, it's even not. if every single person on the world got a superhero from Marvel put on their fucking gravestone, who cares? Right, but then <laughs> <laughs> it's it's all about money. It's about people using the, the, the gravestone makers. The gravestone makers being charged charging extra to put a Spider-Man thing on there because they have to do do the extra work. Which seems fair, except for they don't own that and they can't put it on there. Yeah. Well, I look at it this way: like, I found out that this is a policy that Walt Disney came up yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, he was very tight about his shit. And yeah, tight ass. Tight so ass. having the same policy Diamond makes sense, but paper. also, like uh, Comic Cons mm-hmm. and people doing their own interpretations of art. Sure. You don't see Marvel coming down on them or Disney because there's a loose, you know. We look the other way because it's creators and that's how they can make mm-hmm. money and stay in the business and all that hoopla. Same should be said here. If the parents were to do it, there would be no legal ramifications. And I highly doubt Disney would then go that far because that's really stepping over line. I understand them is, yeah. having to state this policy in what they need to say They should legalese. have just been like, don't do it. Wink, exactly. wink, wink. And we some, can't let you legally do this. 
Wink, wink, wink. But if you do it, wink, we would know. Wink. <laughs> uh, instead, they just look like giant assholes. Pretty much so. I mean, and... it's it's because it's a kid, right? If this was an adult who was like, I want Spider-Man on my gravestone and Disney won't let me, we would all be like, you're an adult. <laughs> also, as an adult, if I would just pay for it ahead of yeah. time. I'm not dead yet, so I'm just having this as a work of art. I would just put stickers all over my gravestone. (laughs) All the superheroes. What are they going to do about it? They're stickers. (laughs) Just going to sit here in silence for the rest of the podcast. I was was wondering how to... uh... Transition from a dead kid into anything else? Yeah, that was a terrible one to start with. Dark Phoenix is dead at the movie theater. <laughs> it's bombed so hard, even the Fantastic Four made more money than this. Seriously? Yep. Wow. Uh, as of this weekend, it made only $430,000. Wow. Uh, Train wreck. It has a domestic total of like $64 million. And that's less than what Apocalypse, X-Men Apocalypse earned in its first weekend. Yeah. Uh, it will have a worldwide take of only $250 million on a budget of $200 million. So, I mean, I guess at that's least still, it made money. Yeah, but, but Hollywood accounting, maybe it didn't. But yeah. also at the same point, to be successful, you have to double that money. Well, the key right. grip got paid, so that's good. Right. The, the, <laughs> Best the, boy gets paid. It's yeah, the, the non-creatives on the movie. Definitely deserve to get paid. They had to sit through that whole process. Yeah, writers shouldn't get paid, though, right? Am I right? Am I right? Because, I mean, that was a poorly... I'm not going to go into it. Well, I take that back. I did poorly word what I said, too. It it has made more than what Fantastic Four did, but the, like, multiplier of what it was uh, initially cost to make... Oh, like the profit. Yeah. Fantastic Four still made more profit. Yeah. So... That's not a good grouping to, to be with, those no, two. No, no. Trash movies. Trash. And then, well, the, we don't, we all know what the Fantastic Four movie was. It was literally just them trying to hold on to that franchise, which ended up not mattering anyway, because then they got sold to Disney. So it was stupid and dumb, and they shouldn't have even wasted their time on that movie. This movie, I think they were actually trying. <laughs> and that's the sad part. <laughs> that is the sad part. You know what's not sad? Endgame's coming on into the the final uh, stretch. Uh, they're like seven million away. Yeah. They just made another two million this past weekend. A couple weeks ago, I said I don't think they're gonna make this in the final <clears throat> like thirty million. Just it's the numbers aren't showing it, but there are people still. So what's the end game here to beat Avatar? Avatar. Right? So what do you think it takes to get the seven million to happen? Just it running for a while, and would you say earlier, like, like local, yeah, theater, like, like the cheap theaters, like yeah. we have the second run theater just here. The numbers in town. add up, is it right? Yeah. Well, like I said, it's, it's good uh, when you look at the numbers to still have it make two million in a summer weekend. It's still showing that people are so if two million next week and two million next week and whatever the math, so four weeks, eight more and million. they have that after credits boost. That didn't really do as much no. of a boost as they thought it would. No. Oh, it, it wasn't anything. Yeah, but less people are going to see it uh, to go see the thing. And right. maybe they don't want to tell everybody. I don't want to tell everybody, but I do want to tell them to go see it because it's got a little surprise at the end. But, oh, my gosh, it was awesome. You know it was really awesome? 
Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Um, yeah, that movie was amazing. I never mm-hmm. really Probably it. Yeah. one of the best yeah. best Spider-Man movies, I feel. <laughs> it was so good. good but also one of, of I feel like the best story still MCU. going on there. You know? I mean, I don't think it can be Infinity War or Endgame just for what all came before that. But you take all these other standalone movies, mm-hmm. and it was it was great. It yeah. fixed some of the small problems that I felt Homecoming had. Hmm. The characters felt... Because I felt some of the character... Characters? <laughs> yes! Yes! I love it. You're characters. Some of the characters developed... Uh, too slowly within Homecoming, or or not at all. Right. Where in here, particularly Mary Jane, came into her own, and just that weird quirkiness, teenage vibe. Yeah. Oh yeah, they pulled that off great. I really loved how they started the movie because the, one of the big things after Endgame was like, all right, so these people were all gone for five years, and oh, yeah, what are we gonna do about the fact that they haven't aged, but clearly everyone else around them yeah, has? It was. There was actually talk about yeah. that specifically. One guy who was the older brother is now the younger brother, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's funny. That's hilarious. Well, I just love when they're showing when they came back. Oh, like, the blip in there. In, they showed the marching band oh, yeah. leave, yeah. but then right, they're the basketball the team. And yeah, so the marching the game or yes. something. Which is kind of cool because they didn't really show how everyone came back. So this actually did. You came back right from where you left right. off. Uh, wondering how that works with the airplane and stuff. Yeah. But... <laughs> Uh, that was unfortunate. Yeah, they were just falling from yeah. the air. And uh, it also established what coming back was called, the blip. Yeah. There was the snap, which snapped everyone out of existence, and now they say the blip is when everyone came back. So it's now canon. Uh, Kevin Feige has said that's the difference between the two and what that means and everything. Yeah, the whole dynamics. And it was great, too, to show them pretty much saying the whole school disappeared because that was something that everyone was like, how could a, you know, Spider-Man is going to be so much, you know, younger than all of his, you right. know, friends, but... Most of them disappeared. So, like, yeah. in the snap, um, it, did it, it affected all living creatures? Yes. Right? So yeah. Is it, so, is a tree living creature? I think or sentient like, living creatures. Okay, so if, if there's a dog, right, does if somebody's dog get snapped? I think and, they and said I was thinking, that, because I remember Kevin Feige yeah, coming animals, out and yeah. saying, like, half what of all the birds. Yeah, because well, yeah, cause in Endgame, they showed then birds on a tree, which then was like, they just came back. There was more it's of like, them. It's like, guys, I think it works. And then, yeah. 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 So I was thinking, like, what a wonderful story wasn't told there. Like, somebody's dog's been gone for five Aww. years, and hopefully you know, they're still living in the same place. And then this, this just dog just appears at the door, like, hey, nothing nothing happened. Just wagging my tail. <laughs> Aww. Or how terrible would it be if, like, he was walking the dog across the street and it disappeared, but then when it blipped back... Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> Tony. That's fucked it's up, terrible. man. It's uh, terrible. Um, I, I really loved the um, <laughs> montage video they made for the Dead Avengers at the beginning of Homecoming. How adorably high school slideshow and stock footage it was, <laughs> even down to, like, the like, Getty the, images. That's the very beginning, right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> There were so many good parts about this when he got the Edith and what Edith stands oh for, but also reading the text messages, Ned and and his girlfriend, mm-hmm. how that came about. Yeah, miss you, miss you too. Yeah, it was all adorable. I loved it. But what I loved the most is Mysterio. Yeah. Oh, Jake Gyllenhaal, man. What I loved what uh, afterwards, I went with a group of friends and I asked them, "Were you surprised? Did you see that coming?" 
most everyone has read the comic books to know who Mysterio is, so mm-hmm. they did. One of my friends who didn't read the comic books goes, well, because you ruined it on your thought of what he's going to be on your podcast. I'm like, yes, I like that you listen, <laughs> and B, sorry, I was just speculating that I thought he was going to be We were be just like, talking about the normal Mysterio that we all, we've yeah, always known. that he was going to be tricking us. But one girl, in fact, was, she doesn't know really comic books that she was totally surprised. She was like, I mean, because Jake is so hot, and I thought he was going to be a new superhero, and it was great, but she she did not yeah. see that coming. And there was a point in the movie where I thought maybe us comic book people were going to have one pulled over on us. Mm-hmm. From that very beginning with him, with Nick Fury being there, I'm thinking, well, shit. Nick would know if this is real or not, and it seems real enough. Oh, you know what, though? Uh, I, I call bullshit on the whole thing because... They talked about how when Stark was using that technology, and off on stage left was well, stage right, anyways, um, was Jake Gyllenhaal, all shaved and not with the um, mm-hmm. the little beard he had. He was a per- he was a real person who was involved with Tony Stark, and Nick Fury would have known about him and recognized his face somehow, or they would have done a face recognition software on him. I don't think Dude, Nick Fury I call knows everyone that knows. He doesn't everyone. have to. He doesn't have to. He's got facial recognition software. That's all you need. He doesn't use that in everything. He doesn't use that in everything. I'm sure no. there's a security team that day when they were at MIT, they're checking everybody out, making sure. I don't think that. that well, I guess downstairs at the elevator or whatever there was that yeah, one. Because there's but. plenty of people that worked for Stark that you wouldn't just track every single person that comes in and out of the building. And he doesn't have to. He has uh, he has software that does it for him. He doesn't. He just has it on Yeah, automatic. but he then needs to be doing a Google search through his software. Yeah, those glasses on. It's not just going to be like, oh, who's this dude? And and he also said he came from a different universe. I mean, yes, he could probably do a background check and be like, I see who this person is, if that's what you're saying, when he met him in the desert. True. But with how smart they are... Tony Stark could delete lots of things on the internet. Okay, and if all right. have a full all team. Right. The moment he met uh, Mysterio, he would have done a background check and check to see if his yeah. face recognized anywhere. Done. Yeah. Over and and, <laughs> and they probably deleted it worldwide. Oh, or you're right. They put did illusion over team. his face. They did the whole. They have the whole team. So and that's also a great part of this is that there was the team. The dynamic. team was fun because to have a full team, it makes more sense. Mm-hmm. One person wouldn't be able to have all those light and magic, uh, you know, things going on. Did but I, when you base it on a, a team being able to do that, it makes yeah, sense yeah. A in whole, a weird A whole way. Uh, production uh, yeah. company doing it. Now, what happened to the team? They got killed by uh, Mysterio? No, they all ran away. Yeah, they abandoned. He didn't, they just abandoned? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They'll get back together. Yeah. Oh, that's why I think there's going to be another Mysterio. Can we I, talk about Avengers? how amazing <laughs> the illusions were? Oh, yeah. I was not expecting them to be so, so fully formed and realized and so actual, like, Mysterio-like from the comic books. Mm-hmm. And they were so Beautiful. awesome. Well, like I said, I thought that maybe these were true things, but Mysterio just turns evil later. So he's trying to be a good guy, but then Spider-Man ones ups him, and then he's like, well, fuck you. Mm-mm. But when they did the reveal, I'm like, yeah. it all makes sense. It's all perfect. It's awesome. But there was one point where, like I said, I thought he was legit. Yeah. But the illusions when he was fucking with Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. They were so good. They were like, and that that was always my favorite. One of the Spider-Man games, I can't remember what it which one it was, had Mysterio in it. And it was the hardest part of the game because... It was also weirdly illusion based, and his illusions are never normal, but they're convincing. Even though you like in your head, you know, well, this there's no way this can be real. 
It's giant. Like, this is a giant version of something. Or You, you know, sometimes in dreams or whatever, like, when, when Thor uh, was touched by the Scarlet Witch and had the, um, he was, what do you call it? He was having his own little look. Dream sequence, mm-hmm. where Captain America was in, in Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. Some future events where he, he saw things, right? It was like um, visions of the stones and, and vision itself, right? Um, I was thinking that may, you think that like there was some foreshadowing going on inside some of the um, illusions in Spider Man uh, Far From Home? Like some kind of some Easter eggs ready for the next thing? What do you mean? No, I mean like you analyzed all the uh, oh. all the things, all the illusions and stuff. You know, these little little touches here, we're gonna see again. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I was too busy, like just enjoying the visual. Okay, I was trying. Yeah, to it was like stuff. a trippy. Yeah. I don't even imagine trippy. what someone. I you know something during that. Well, scene. And, you give your audience drugs. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it was like. And the and the best part of it was is like the the illusions were so wild and crazy and good that when they actually flipped to like. Basic illusion, like it being Nick Fury, and then the, the shot, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, and it just seemed way more oh, believable. Right. Yeah. So it fooled Peter oh, yeah. so often because yep. it went from this wildly and outrageous illusion. And then when he saw illusion. Happy, he's like, "I don't know if you're, yeah. are you, you? Yep. tell me something only you know." He's like, "Remember that time you ordered <laughs> the movie <laughs> in the hotel?" Well, <laughs> there, okay, stop right there. Sorry. There was one part in the movie where I thought even uh, Maria Hill and Fury were illusions as well. Yeah. That all those things, like him talking to Spider-Man, was him making... Well, that would have worked better. Spoilers. They they were illusions, right? Ish. I didn't spoil (laughs) anything. I could have said that they were just Nick Fury and no one would have known. Uh, The directors did say that they originally were going to have him eat uh, uh, toast sliced sideways, because Captain Marvel, that was a big thing Mm. in there. Ooh, that would have been cool. it would have been great because although I would I would have been like there's why something, would they have why, toast why they, yeah, sideways why, anyway yeah and then okay oh maybe he's not who he is it would have thrown me for a loop again of maybe he's the bad guy and there's so many things even gone. things that only fans would recognize not fans but only people who've watched the other movie would recognize and not Spider Man I mean he wouldn't know that well I love to they they in the marketing of this pretty much the first you know. 30 minutes is the only footage that they showed. Mm-hmm. They didn't show the giant climax at the end. Uh, the new suit was amazing. Oh, uh, yeah. Happy and uh, Aunt May. Aren't a thing. I think my favorite line ever Never was... Never going to be a thing. When Happy threw the shield, though. Cap <laughs> makes it look so much easier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I stole a mace. Um, so many good lines in it. Yeah. The ending. I want to talk about the ending. How big, uh, screw the J. Jonah thing, how big of an ending was that? Like, for the reveal of him being, are we doing this? Yeah. Are we doing this? Yeah, Peter yeah, Parker yeah. to the entire world. Just before uh, Mysterio um, died, right, or was defeated by Spider-Man, he made a short little video and he sent it out on And he manipulated network. it, too, to make it look like Peter he manipulated it, yeah. Well, he, he did it at the right, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then he was like, I just want to tell you that uh, Spider-Man is... Peter Parker, and then wow, like the world knows now. Just yeah. like when Tony revealed, I mean, like but Tony you know, revealed like, and him allowing it, him to know. But also, Tony got a lot of not shit for it. Had people come and attack him. Yeah. Now people are going to attack him. Yeah, and he's got to protect. He's got to. Be, he's to grow up so quickly. I want to see what happens with Flash, though. Oh, yeah. And, and what he uh, thinks of. Uh, Peter now. Right. Because one of the best lines, and it was in the trailer, but like 
they're like, why do you love Spider-Man so much? And he's like, man, he's so awesome. He's this and that. Hey, numb nuts. Like, yeah. he just hates Peter. Yeah. And then also when he finds oh, wait, when he oh my found out, like, he's just you going gaga just over totally becoming Spider-Man. numb all the time around Peter? Hey, he's like nervous and stuff. Yeah. Like, hey, uh, it's good to see you, Pete. <laughs> uh, Spider Pete. That's so cute. They even Spider I even like the way they developed his character at the end when he, his mom's not there to get him and it's his butler and you're just you feel so bad for him. I mean, I don't really oh, feel that yeah. bad for him. That but... was weird. Yeah. yeah, I did feel bad for him. Well, there were... Maybe they're gonna change him. Maybe they're gonna give him a different character development because he's gonna be nicer to Peter now, right? Well, I mean, in think? the comic books, he eventually became yeah, they become good. friends. Replacement uh, guy in the chair. But it's, it's interesting that there's everyone knows. No. And I love when, when MJ's deducting that he's yeah. Sp- Spider-Man. And I'm not. I'm pretty sure I'm not. And then she's like, I found this. I'm Spider-Man. Give me <laughs> like, he's just like, okay, we're not bullshitting anymore. I need that. Uh, let's. So can we talk about where Nick Fury's at? Because he's in space, right? Yes. So what... What do we think is going on there? Do you I think, think they're are building they do... swords? Ah, that's what I was hoping. You I mean, but say. it also seems like too. It's also the ship that they're looking for the other. But I don't feel that feel they would have already found that within the last sword is years. shield in space. The sword and the shield. Okay. That's yeah, cool. they pretty much. Uh, wait, wait, wait. What are you, guys, are you talking about? Spider Man still? Yeah, at the end when when with Nick Fury in space. Nope. See, I just asked you earlier. I didn't. I didn't get to the. Um, I didn't get to see the after credits thing. Oh, no, that was that was a mid, well, mid maybe it was the last. I don't know. It uh, so besides the J. Jonah Jameson one, I think that was the last part. Maybe it was the sword. Must I can't remember how which one it was. But uh, there's Nick Fury in outer space, and you find out that the Maria Hill and, and Nick Fury, Nick Fury were, that we saw were just scrolls. The whole and they were our movie. favorite scrolls. Yes, in fact, Ta- Talos. Talos is that his yeah. name? Yeah. And so since we've already established... So they were illusions. They weren't Nick Fury. Harley, I thought... <laughs> this is... <laughs> oh, I gotta deal with some things, man. Oh, oh, oh no. Sword stands the for sent- Sentient World Observation and Response Department. Yep. Uh, but besides that, I had thought in that credit scene was, oh my God, they're actually going to do uh, uh, Secret Invasion. Everyone's been wanting that. That could be an amazing mm-hmm. visual thing. But then I realized, well, when they, it was Talos and the girl, his wife or whatever, I go, wait. Because yes, they're the bad guys. The, the, the scroll are the bad guys, right? In Secret Invasion? Yes. Yeah. But yeah. in well, the Marvel scrolls. Universe, they're, good guys. they're the good guys. Yeah. And it honestly, for as much as I want that, it would be too hard for not only comic book readers, but the regular... Uh, count, or moviegoers to you've already established they're kind of good the career dicks and evil to then just go now these people are invading because yeah. you've already established these are good people so now you have to like well is that a bad person and wait are they all bad or are they all good now and it just it wouldn't make sense visually or storytelling wise and it's not needed yeah but what should be told is the story about how there's good people on both sides every time oh that sounds bad <laughs> <laughs> oh you know what I, I, I think that's <laughs> I take that back. <laughs> Understanding has only reached through confrontation, and I just I understand myself better now. Okay, I'm gonna go back to the, the scroll again. <laughs> and there's a fine line; people don't cross it. <laughs> uh, yeah, great movie. Great movie. Super good movie. You know what looks like going to be a great movie? Mulan. Ah, oh yes, I did watch the preview for that. I, I heard there's a dragon in that because yeah, I, I heard they're replacing it with a phoenix. Oh, oh all right. Well, I will say That's this: funny. at first, I was pissed that they were taking <laughs> all the songs out, 
And that annoyed me a little bit. Because I'm like, man, there's some great songs within that one. However, I then realized, do I need an exact rehash of the movies? And no, I don't. I'm cool with some things changing slightly. Although music is a great part of why I love Disney movies. It's not needed. Right. And and I'm okay with that decision. And then take... I don't it's like... It's super weird to be singing through, like, a violent battle. Yeah. So... But I do... <laughs> I don't know. Replacing Mushu yeah. with a phoenix... Okay, I can see the symbolism. It's different. Maybe it's because it can fly that maybe that's why they're going to do it instead of a little yeah. lizard or whatever. I don't know the decisions behind that and if that's even going to happen. But it would be nice to have a little bit of element of magic Mm -hmm. because otherwise it's just going to be kind of a a warrior movie which that's also going to be great trailer sold me yeah and the movie poster the one with the sword going over half her face but then you see like her warrior Mm -hmm. self within the sword Mm -hmm. yeah has you excited yeah just subtle and nice and strong images it is exciting um so i guess uh new york city recently had uh a blackout on the lower west side of Manhattan. So some nice citizens went out into the streets to help direct traffic with lightsabers. (laughs) They are the true heroes that we need. (laughs) That's pretty fun. That's interesting. I'm sure some some, uh, battles broke out. Oh, for sure. Cars are going all over the place. (laughs) No, actually, somehow it worked. It was a beautiful... uh, (laughs) Beautiful um, fight scene. Uh, I'm very excited about uh, Amazon's next show. They're 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 gonna take on Stranger Things with some kids and some nostalgia and some s- sci-fi elements, and they're doing uh, Paper Girls, which is a Brian K. Vaughn book about these girls in the '80s who deliver newspapers. Oh, and oh, wow. That's they... some, doesn't even does that still exist at all? <laughs> Just people that run delivering newspapers. Paper? No, I don't think so at all. Hey kids, only people from the eighties will remember this. <laughs> but they run. They there's this whole storyline of uh, time travel and like people coming back from the future. Apple is highly involved in it. I don't know if they'll do Apple like they do in the book because Apple may not let them, but. Basically, they, they got away with it the first time. They find um, like a, almost like a little Apple phone, but it's even advanced mm. compared to the type of phones. Like it's just this little square, and after they find that, all of this stuff starts happening. Like they get sucked into the future. Some of them go into like the way future, which looks like the past, and some of them just go into the near future, where they run into older versions of themselves and stuff like that. And it's just a super fun, cool book and I'm very excited to see what it looks like as a television show sounds fun I mean it would be, I, I have to look into it my too. favorite part of the book is at the end they have like a whole <clears throat> sign up to be part of the newspaper delivery guild of America oh, yeah? and like it's an old send in you know at the back of comic books they used to have these things you could send in and join like fan clubs or like all those other send away for this thing or that thing and they don't really do that in comic books anymore but at the <laughs> at the back of this you can send in a way to get like your newspaper delivery person badge and stuff like that and it's just a fun little thing that they add to the end of every remember book. when they had the digital codes yes <laughs> that lasted a whole hot minute yeah. so the paper girls paper girls paper yep. girls is there some kind of info about it besides um just like 
talk or if there's any kind of trailers out or no. images that showing people that are going to be involved? They just no? announced that they're doing it. Hey guys, we're doing it. Yep, basically. Yeah, so. I, I don't really like that sometimes. When there's an announcement, we're going to do it, and they don't end up doing it. I'd rather yeah. see a trailer for some work you've done already. Like, right. show me your portfolio, Or tell me please. who you've cast, because that would be... <laughs> show me what you got right now, and maybe <laughs> I'll think about it. Don't get me excited and then, uh, you know, leave me... Right. <clears throat> yes. So, Comic-Con's next weekend, and we're going to hear lots of juicy news coming out. And one of the big things that everyone's been curious about is the next phase of Marvel. Mm -hmm. We already know for sure there's a Black Widow movie and the Eternals, mm -hmm. because they've already casted those... We know there's going to be another uh, Black Panther mm -hmm. and another Doctor Strange, mm -hmm. and but there's Captain not, Marvel. but there's not been much talk about those yet. Well, some people over at ComicBook.com uh, uncovered some secret Facebook pages. Oh, I read this article. And you know how we ha we have our secret Facebook page yeah. for us to talk uh, to each other about. These are pages that aren't to the public, but yet may soon be open to the public and they're just sitting there waiting to be right. made well public right and they uncovered obviously the black widow and the eternals some of the others that they've uncovered are dark avengers oh. young avengers oh. and ironheart oh so that would make sense because we don't have a tony anymore would be a good replacement well i think that yes that would be 100 percent great all three of those, of uh, the Dark Avengers one, for me, I'm like, that would be very interesting. Yeah. If they don't have an Avengers group, if that's what they're going towards, and then then you need the Avengers to take down the Dark Avengers, that could be great. Or it's just more gritty Punisher type Avengers, so they're not truly the bad guys like in that story arc. The Dark Avengers cast has changed over the years, right? There's been different groups of Mark Dark Avengers. Well, they're pretty much all Thunderbolts, I mean, I feel... Yeah. I feel, isn't there usually a Wolverine offspring in the Dark Avengers? So, okay. Yeah. All right. This would be a good chance for them to co-mingle the two properties. Yeah, have a Dakin, but you don't need to cast a Wolverine right. in the universe yet. Right. Instead of a better franchise. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if they'll, yeah. And baby steps. So they can at least use characters <laughs> that maybe would have been off limits prior, uh -huh. which will be nice. Um, Get it right. Mm -hmm. Last tidbit that I have: uh, John Constantine is going to be joining the Sandman universe. Oh, that makes sense. Very much so. Uh, great that <laughs> there's going to be Hellblazer. Uh, Sandman universe presents Hellblazer number one. It's going to be a one shot, and then there's going to be an ongoing uh, comic book that's going to be within the pages. Right. And I think that'd be a perfect fit for him. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense total sense especially the ones that take place like down south new orleans area or in hell or in hell <laughs> or really i mean they're all supernatural so who are we kidding that makes perfect sense uh, a couple comic books i'm looking forward to john carpenter is doing a joker book called joker year of the villain it's just a one shot i think they're doing a whole year of the villain thing again like they had done previously um, it, it's going to be really interesting to see John Carpenter's take on the Joker, though. I don't, he It could go a couple different ways, right? Because he's the master of horror, but he also did Big Trouble in Little China. So, <laughs> like, which way is he going to take it? Which is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I love Big Trouble in Little okay, China, good, but it's good. it's very right. different than Same some page. of his other stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty out there compared to... <laughs> and then Jeff Lemire has two DC books coming out because I don't know if he's a human 
because he's just fucking working all the time. Um, but he is doing a Joker book called Killer Smile, and then he's also doing a book about the question, and they're both going to be Black Label books. And I love the question as a character. I think he's completely underused. Uh, and he's just such a weird, interesting character. So I think it'll be interesting to see Jeff Lemire's take on him, too. But DC's fucking, in my opinion, kicking Marvel's ass right now, book-wise. Oh, like, yeah, sure. There always seems to be this kind of up and down between them, but I feel like DC's kind of been on a very... I don't know, Invisible Woman, that's just so amazing. I mean... Tony, I know you're not used to this, but this is a female-ran book, where the main character is a female. It's not, you're not, don't get attached to it. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying to you. Because they don't last for very long, unfortunately. That is true. So. (laughs) Enjoy it while you have it. All right. Uh, Booze in the Book this week is Second Coming Number One from Ahoy Comics. Yes. I've been waiting a while for this. Yes. Uh, We've already gone over the controversy of how it was originally supposed to be at DC, and then they fell to stupid peer pressure. and Peer pressure from people who very clearly had no idea what the book was about. No, because it was great. It was great. funny. I mean, Mm -hmm. it starts off with... God wanted friends, but he wa- they want him to worship him as well. So and that's a that kind thing of to have yeah. a combination of <laughs> yeah <laughs> caused much problems in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything from you can't eat fruit from this one tree, and then you know good and evil, and then Eve going well, we wouldn't have known good and evil beforehand until we ate it, and he's like, don't lawyer me, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> little uh, modern jokes set it, uh, put into placed into areas they don't they right. shouldn't be, but like you know from. I guess the narrator's perspective, looking back on it, you know. It yeah, he's talking about the story. Like, but who the, is the narrator? The There's a voice there, isn't there? Is it Jesus's? <laughs> I feel it's Jesus's, probably. Yeah, I thought for a second it might have been Jesus, because he doesn't refer to himself in the thing, but like... Yeah, and it, yeah, he doesn't really... You're telling the story from a perspective, and then it becomes watching without hearing, or, I mean, right? it doesn't... The narrator not doesn't always need to be a person's point of view, it's just... The world it as had a it specific is. voice, I thought. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I do feel that way. Like, one of the big things, and this is all within the first couple of pages. Yeah, like, right. As extra punishment, you know, he made the Adam and Eve become parents. And, yeah. Here, try this on for size. And they had lots of kids, but within the first four kids, there was already killing involved. Yeah. <laughs> I loved that. <laughs> yeah. And that was that was a big red flag right there. Yeah. Uh, there was so, so much going for it. And then to pair Jesus up with a superhero... It, it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense, and that's why it makes sense. It's I really and the thing that the thing that makes me well, and I know because usually the the backlash against these sort of things happen just because of the idea of it. Same thing happened with Dogma. If any Christian had actually watched Dogma, there's no way you can be offended by that movie. I mean, it's just completely ridiculous, and yeah. also doesn't really say anything too terrible about Christianity. I successfully was able to watch that a uh, uh, lock and sleepover at youth group. <laughs> We brought it, and the te- I mean, parents the thought it was is good, in the Bible. And, and they were they were kind of like, oh, but they thought it was definitely going to be something different. That's yeah. for sure. So, <laughs> so uh, Mark Russell, his whole idea behind this is like comparing what we consider as justice as humanity now, and the teachings of Jesus, which are which is forgiveness. And, like, combining those two things together. And I just thought it was a great way to do it. And I love... Did you read the his statement at yeah. the end of it? 
where he was like, yeah, this is blasphemy because any idea that's different than what is written in the Bible is technically blasphemy, but also, hey guys, those were written by dudes too. <laughs> so, you know, maybe we all need to calm down a little bit sort of thing. And then Ahoy also did a statement after that, basically like, yeah, I mean, read it or don't. We <laughs> yeah. don't really care. We right. hope you do because we think it's awesome. But also, like, if you don't, then you're not really the people we are selling to anyway. So it was just really good, the whole thing. I really enjoyed it. Um, so what I would normally think of pairing wine, and we paired church wine at one point with a book. Yes. I don't remember which book it was. I don't remember what one but it was either. But went a little bit differently and went with the blasphemy. So... Pairing this with Blasphemy from Weyerbacher Brewing Company out of Pennsylvania. And this is a Belgium quadruple, so it is high potency. Wow. 11.8% ABV. Wow. Um, very dark, um, but like most uh, uh, Belgians, it's very, very flavorful, very sweet. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. With hints of this tastes good. <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> they tend not to taste like pure alcohol, like when you get into those higher percentage beers. Belgians oh, yeah. do a pretty good job about like not making you think you're doing shots of mm. liquor. They trick you. Uh, yeah, they, they, they trick you. Tricky. Yes. Um, tricky bees. Just so everyone knows, if you haven't read anything from Mark Russell before, he is currently doing also the Wonder Twins book, and he's the guy who wrote Snagglepuss. Which is Which also is an amazing also book. So, I mean, if you weren't sold before, you should be now because <laughs> he's an amazing writer and the book is written very well. It's a lot of fun. And, and to thoughtfully. Start. And I then, think it's thoughtful too. Mm -hmm. You like, you, you know, you um, you fall into it easily. Mm -hmm. And then when the, the ending, though, yeah. uh, of that, I mean, did you guys feel this like cut off real quick? Like, here you I go. Feel here like you go. Does it taste good? Boom. I'm taking yeah. that away from you real quick. Yeah. You know? No, I can't. I, I'm really excited for the the ones to come. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Uh, with that, uh, glad to be back. Yeah. Always. I, I mean, we took the week off. I but, know. Uh, and ready for more summer shenanigans. Mm-hmm. So stay thirsty for more summer shenanigans. <laughs> oh I was like, are we not going to stay thirsty? Stay thirsty. For water, it's hot outside. Yeah. <laughs> Hydrate.